Welcome to the Bose Church Podcast, where we discuss how Pro Audio supports the mission of the church. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced church bodies to become portable, maybe before some of them were really uh, prepared for that instance. But as churches have adjusted to this new normal for the time being, there can be growing pains as churches work through these new technologies to reach their congregations. And so we're going to talk about working through some of those growing pains. How do you continue to scale and improve your operations when it comes to technology regarding live streaming and audio and things of that nature? And joining me today for this podcast is Matt Groves. Matt is the Director of Consulting at Portable Church industries where he leads the team of design consultants who assist churches across the world in designing creative and engaging spaces, integrated custom solutions, and technological systems for portable environments. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. Hey guys, thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely. And we have returning for his second episode is Don Allensworth. Don is known as one of the top strategic church specialists in the country. His primary focus is leadership development and helping churches reach people. He's the president of the New Ground Group. Don, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Tyler. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, it's it's a pleasure getting a chance to talk to both of you and, uh, and and learn from your leadership in this particular area. And Don, I want to start off just for churches that have entered into this new world of remote church, where they aren't actually able to gather physically together, but uh, they're trying to work through the process of gathering together in uh, in a way that they're not present in the same room, right? How... How can churches begin to grow as this continues, uh, as this process continues, right? As as they think through this opportunity that they have, how can they continue to scale and improve in these operations? Well, I think we're understanding that you don't have to be present to gather together. And it's been uh, exciting to see how creative churches have become over the past few weeks uh, with everything from children's ministry to uh, student ministry programming uh, to small groups. It's really been encouraging. And, and the challenge ultimately, whether you're present uh, in the same building, on the same, in the same space or virtually, is connection. That's our goal, right, is to connect people and then uh, in worship and then to compel them with spoken word. And so this, this issue of connection is the, is the challenge. And what we're seeing is that many churches are understanding and realizing that audio really is uh, a bigger challenge in streaming than they thought. It's uh, to be able to get quality audio out there is is um, is very very important. Uh, you know, if if your audio is decent and your video is so so, I'll probably stick around if the content's good. Uh, but if your video is great and your audio is really poor, chances are I'm not going to be on the stream very long, and so you're losing the connection. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges that we want to address. Absolutely. And Matt, you know, this seems to kind of be the, the world that you live in, right, with, with Portable Church. Um, kind of talk, talk me through a little bit more of how you're assisting churches and how you're assisting congregations in providing kind of all-in-one solutions that help with, as Don mentioned, video, but also audio being such a crucial part of communicating a message and, and bringing people together. You know, whenever you're talking uh, streaming, you're, you're talking about more than just one uh, piece of it. You're talking video, you're talking lighting, you're talking audio, streaming services. And what we at Portable Church really do is try to really give a good solution for a church. So not not just pieces and parts, but a, a whole uh, turnkey uh, solution. And, uh, you know, you, you were talking about uh, the all-in-one solutions. Um, you know, we, we just launched a, a new product line back a few weeks ago. And, you know, the biggest thing with a, a church right now and a small church even is, is they don't really know where to start with the live streaming. 
Uh, they, they may have looked at it uh, in the past, but they don't really know where to start, whether it be gear or streaming services. And so what we try to do is we try to give the church the tools to be able to just uh, bring something in, press a button, and then go. Right. And, and you know, I, I think what's what's interesting and important during this time is, um, is, Don, something that you and I have talked about in the past a little bit, but it's understanding what your church is and who you are fundamentally and not diverting from that. And so still maintaining that same identity and still trying to do similar things to uh, to your identity as a church, even through live streaming, right? And so having capabilities that allow you to do that seems to be an important aspect of, of this process as churches learn to be a little bit more portable. Well, there's no doubt. I think it's, I think that's what's important is that you've got to be who you are and understand who you are in your fundamental state of leadership, what you believe and, and, and how you demonstrate your faith and demonstrating your faith virtually, uh, is a little different. Uh, but you know, the message is the same. The method is different, but the message is certainly the same. And, um, you know, I think we're discovering that, uh, there are a lot of more opportunities out there virtually than uh, many churches thought ever would ever could be. It's so true because, you know, I tell churches all the time uh, that screen, uh, it could be the front door for somebody new just coming to check out your church. You know, so like right now with what we're, we're doing right now with the pandemic and stuff, you know, this is a moment in time. Uh, it, it is a season and we are going to come out of this at some point. Um, but even beyond this, I think live streaming just needs to be a part of every church's culture because you're able to reach so many more people and bring so many more people in the doors through that screen in front of them. And I'll piggyback on that if you don't mind, uh, Tyler. Uh, literally what Matt's saying is so true. For the last seven or eight years, in the last seven or eight years, we have interviewed over 4,000 first-time guests that stuck in churches. Most of them did. Many of them uh, didn't. Uh, and so we, just a variety of things. When did they discover it was, uh, this church was the church for them? You know, what was, what, what really got them excited? What t- turned them off? And we, what we discovered even during that period of time is that well over 90%, actually about 93% of first time families, they're going to hit your website specifically to look at uh, a, a live stream or a, a recorded stream of, a message just to see if there's compatibility there. And so I would say for, for, for the past years, seven, eight years, it's been very important uh, for that presence. And, and I think even more so today, moving forward, like Matt said, um, you know, now is a, it's a great time to make it this investment. This investment is not a short-term investment. This is an investment in reaching people and connecting with people and uh, opening your front door wider. So I think it's a great time to make the investment not just because of the need urgently, but because of the importance of the need long term. You know, that that's a great point, uh, that, that people visit the website and, and do research on churches before they walk through the doors, because that's that's just the reality of the times we live in, right? The, the, inter- the internet and the accessibility of information really has kind of opened up a whole new world for people to explore who you are, explore what you're about, and, and putting that best foot forward, I think, and understanding exactly what your virtual presence is seems to be a really crucial aspect of, of churches that are growing, and um, th- that seems to me to be, to be an important important thing that's that's not um, that maybe hasn't been thought about quite as much in the past. 
So one of the things I'm, I'm particularly interested in, Matt, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this, is just how maybe these trends and these things that people are doing now, um, now that they've kind of been forced into going into more of a of a portable mode, how they can continue these things moving forward, how they can learn and how they can adapt their uh, the way that they work, their workflows, their uh, their various processes to fit this again moving forward, even once we're past the coronavirus pandemic, how these can be things that that are tools that they can use uh, even after this is over. Can you kind of walk me through how you see that working out? Yeah, you know, what's great about that is, is, uh, you know, you kind of hit it right on the head there is, is um, every church is portable right now, if you really think about it. You know, one of the things that I tell churches is, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is to keep it simple. Uh, you know, a lot of the smaller churches, again, they don't really know where to start when it comes to stuff like this. So they're, they're looking they're looking at larger churches and, and other churches and what they're doing, and they want to try to replicate, you know, uh, uh, certain things about uh, what they're doing or their streams or you know whatever it may be. But you know, really, when it really gets down to it, is is you want to be true to your culture. You want to keep it simple. Um, you know, so if you can't make a full band sound great, that's no problem. You know, strip it back to just a vocalist, a keyboardist you know, do, do more with less and, you know, quality over quantity. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And there's a certain authenticity in that, that I think is, uh, that remains attractive, right? A a church that understands, Hey, here are our capabilities. Here's what we can do. Well, let's, let's pick those things and let's really nail those things down and and do them to the best of our abilities. And I think that that's a crucial thing moving forward. And, you know, Don, one of the things that we've, we've talked about in the past is that churches have various staff sizes. They have various capabilities when it comes to their productions. And so I want to touch on both churches that have have, you know, uh, professional tech staffs and then churches who have kind of a, a smaller uh, staff, smaller capabilities as far as this goes. But let's start off with those those churches that have uh, professional tech staffs. How can they tighten up audio for streaming and really make sure that they are getting this portion of their productions correct? I think the, it depends on the size and, and whether they're broadcast, the level of broadcast that they've been doing. But certainly, you know, many churches um, that have a full-time tech director that are streaming uh, oftentimes he or she is, you know, monitoring a, the, the, what's going on inside the room. And uh, I think the challenge is, is that during this time, it's really uh, beneficial and important to monitor the stream, right? To really mix the stream as if it were in the room, to monitor the audio feed, you know, into the camera or encoder is, is critical. And to focus on that as if it were the live room. I think... We, we, we want to encourage churches not to be bound to their worship space. If they're uh, capturing a, a, a worship um, set, you know, uh, they can do that just about anywhere. Uh, it doesn't have to be on their stage in an empty room. I've got a pastor that is doing um, some great things, and you know, he's been um, sitting on this stage in an empty room. He's got you know, 60-foot ceilings in a large space, empty room, and you can hear it. Uh, every day at noon, you can hear the echo. And so he's, you know, adjusting curtains and screen flex partitions around him so that it's tightening up that. He's got a great team, but they were not necessarily hearing all that the echoing. So just to be able to tighten those things up or, or you know, were key. Um, so depending on the level of, of technical staff that you have, the number of people that you have and the opportunities that you have, I'd say don't be bound to your room. Make sure that, you know, your tech staff has good isolation headphones uh, it's very important to be able to, to monitor the stream and to mix a stream and 
to understand, I think what, exactly what Matt said, keep it really simple um, and to really focus on uh, the fact that, you know, the end user can uh, turn it up or turn it down, but uh, we need to really capture that audio uh, with a strong, consistent, dynamic feed. Mm. Right. And maybe do you have any kind of tips and tricks or maybe best practices for churches uh, and for pastors who have maybe just started streaming? It's it's it, This is their first kind of foray into this realm, and they would like to do little things here and there that can maybe elevate the sound ever so slightly. Are there uh, you know small investment type things that are easy to do, easy to implement, that can be done for these pastors uh, that, that does end up elevating uh, the audio experience? Absolutely. I, I'd say the first and absolute most important thing is is don't use the built-in microphone on your video camera. Uh, get an external mic, set it up, make sure it's set up uh, properly, and we'll let Matt uh, come in and talk about the right kind of mic because he's the expert there. But it'll give you the it'll give you quality, full range audio that you need uh, for a good sound for your live stream. You need to move away from a built-in microphone there. Um, use if you have a digital console, it's a great tool and a great resource. Uh, use that. I think isolation headphones for a, a, a church that's, uh, you know, just getting started. I would really encourage them to do a um, kind of a, a captured live stream, if you would, uh, and simulate a live stream. Go ahead and record it and, and listen to it, mix it down, and get your audio right before you upload it. I think that is really, really key. There's not a lot of value in, in doing it live at this point. Um, from a video perspective, one of the best things you can do for audio is to not uh, try to, you know, overdo your video resolution. I'm really encouraging people that are using Facebook and YouTube to in uh, the premiere events to uh, to do that in 720p rather than 1080. Or I've got churches that were trying to do it, you know, in 4K, but the resolution is so high, it's causing uh, playback issues. And so, drop down to 720p. It's still HD. You'll get better audio, you'll get better video, and you'll be more consistent. I think those are some some very basic things. Uh, if you've got pipe and drape curtains, if you're uh, in a room that's large and hard surfaces, soften it up. Use uh, floor coverings, use curtains, um, screen flex partitions, whatever you can to get into a, a space that feels more warm and inviting. Um, yeah, you want it to be dynamic, but you don't want it to be um, like you're in an echo chamber or a cathedral. Right. Absolutely. Now, Matt, as Don was mentioning, uh, you, you have more of the background just in, when it comes to equipment and, and that sort of thing. So maybe, uh, help us have some, uh, maybe provide us some best practices and tips and tricks when it comes to gear and, and just thinking through, okay, what do I need for my particular setup? So maybe, uh, as it relates to different, um, different levels of production, what are some, uh, what are some things that you would think through as you're building out, um, the, the kind of gear that, uh, a church would need for this particular uh, this particular instance in this particular setup. Yeah, like Don was saying, you know, live audio is uh, supposed to be dynamic, right? And so, like, there are definitely different tools and tips and tricks that, that you can do to make that sound the same way as it would be in a room uh, through uh, streaming. Uh, you know, probably one of the biggest things that a church would probably want to invest in is the backbone of the system, and that would be like some kind of a digital console. Uh, because with those digital consoles comes along the tools that you can use and that you would need to be able to create that dynamic range. Uh, you know, so tools like um, 
uh, EQ, uh, compression, you know, that's, that's key, uh, whenever you're talking about, you know, live audio and being dynamic, you know, on streaming, because the volume between worship and spoken word are very different. And so being able to, uh, lessen the range, uh, between the quiet and louder parts of the service is very, very uh, important. Um, and then beyond that would be, uh, effects, you know, so he was talking about being in a room uh, that might be very wide open and sound like an echo chamber. But then on the other side of that, uh, you can have your mix sound very dry too. And so there is a happy medium there being able to make it sound uh, real and make it sound, you know, putting your audience um, in the room with you, even though they may not physically be there. Um, and then just in, in general, uh, you know, one of the things uh, would be microphones too. Um, you know, there, there's different microphones for different uh, there, sorry, there's different microphones for different, uh, applications, you know? So if you're looking for something that's more of like a vocal mic, uh, something more where it's just a spoken word, you know, you could do something like a sure, uh, SM seven B, which is a, you know, very cardioid, uh, vocal mic, uh, for like a studio or something like that. But, you know, I'll tell you what the, uh, silver bullet, uh, you know, it's always been kind of, you know, the, the go-to microphone, would be the Shure uh, SM57, uh, uh, the SM58. Those are great microphones, you know, for vocal uh, to mic up a amp, a box drum, stuff like that. So, Matt, I also want to be conscious of the fact that that churches are, are probably still thinking through budgets and thinking through, okay, how much can we actually invest in gear right now? It, it's obviously important that we get our live streaming right. We want to have quality audio. We want to have quality video. But there's there are always going to be constraints. I, I know somebody uh, somebody told me one time that uh, that no church has the budget that they wish they had, um, and, and so there's always going to be those kinds of constraints and those kinds of limitations. How can you help and consult with churches during this time as they walk through those decisions and help them make the best decision possible for their particular tech needs? Well, you know, this goes back to uh, keeping it simple. You know, so if you don't have a large worship team and a band, um, you know, you don't need as many microphones. You don't need as many channels on your mixing console. Uh, you don't need as many cameras. Uh, you know, you, you can maybe get by with one or two cameras. Um, you know, another place where you could save some money is, is, just doing one camera. Now you're not physically just talking about one camera versus two cameras, but you're also talking about the capability of switching. You know, you don't need a video switcher and the cost there. Now, you know, people hear that and they may say, well, what about my lyrics, my sermon uh, notes and uh, graphics and stuff like that. But there are ways to get around that too. You know, you could set up a TV right next to, uh, you know, the person speaking with the graphics up uh, next to them. Uh, frame the shot uh, to where, you know, they can see both. And, um, you know, so there there are little ways of, you know, getting around certain things. And, you know, really what it comes down to it is um, you want to build it. So you want to start with a good base. So you don't want to get a really expensive uh, uh, camera and uh, all of your backbone gear isn't up to par, you know, with that, you really want to invest the money in, in your backbone first, um, in your base first, and then build up from there. Same thing with, uh, uh, microphones, same thing with your lighting, you know, again, start with a good base and then build from there. 
Well, I think that's a I think that's a great point to make is that, you know, you want to buy the best you can, um, but you want to buy a balanced system. If, you know, you're only as good as the weakest link and you need to make sure that, you know, that everything is compatible and that you know why you're buying what you're buying. I think that's really, really important, not just that someone else has it, but understand why you're buying what you're buying and really do the research. Um, you're, but you're only as good as your weakest link. So you can have 4K all day long, but if you have a Balin that is, you know, n- not there, then then it doesn't matter what you have on the other end. It's going to be it's going to be limited to that Balin. So I think it's important to to buy the balance and to and to invest in good quality gear. This is a long term investment, uh, and it's a it's a it's a good it's a good time to make the investment because you need it now. Now, directly related to to budgets and to money, and it's it it can occasionally be an uncomfortable topic amongst churches is just discussing these sorts of things. But I think it's it's important to recognize just the reality of of the situation and the reality of the fact that churches need money to to keep their doors open and to continue operating. And so, offerings and collecting offerings is something that also has had to go digital and has had to go remote and go portable. So, Don, can you kind of walk me through some practical solutions for churches um, for for keeping up the offering portion of their services and how they can do that in a remote setting. Yeah, absolutely. Over the last 10 years, we've really been pushing churches to go to online giving. And a great majority of our churches will give 70 to 75% online uh, each week already. And so those churches are feeling much less uh, stress related to uh, giving during this time because the practice has already been out there and they've been they're used to it and, and doing it and so that helps a lot but for churches that have not made that transition yet you know there are so many opportunities for you to do that I, paypal is a great place to start for example you know there's fees associated with paypal and it's not the most inexpensive but it is a way um, there are so many others you know from push pay to secure give to there's there's just so many online opportunities uh, a lot of a lot of people now are giving with uh, direct deposit from their bank straight into the church, and so churches, church administrators can set that up and provide those links for their their people to give. But we're seeing it. Um, you know, uh, I've got churches that are giving through uh, Facebook actually, which is a unique opportunity. Uh, but I think there's just some creative ways of doing it. But uh, for me, what I'm most encouraged about related to this is I've got several churches whose giving has been up uh, over this past month, not just from previous months, but this same month, you need to be looking at this month compared to the same month last year. And I've got many churches whose giving has actually increased during this time because of the presence that they have with their people and how they're shepherding and encouraging their people. So, you know, I'm hopeful that um, that God will, uh, you know, move in people's hearts to continue to give and support the church. Uh, the, the, during this time, the, the church's bills continue. Uh, you know, God doesn't need our money, but the church does. And uh, God has chosen to use the church to kind of demonstrate the gospel in that way. And so it's important that we give and support our local churches. Don, I want to give you an opportunity to help us kind of wrap up this topic today and just summarize your thoughts on how churches can really continue to scale and upgrade their audio offerings. As we move into this new reality, I would say that if churches are just streaming, you know, on Facebook or uh, on YouTube, then I would really encourage them to begin to move toward a live streaming mm-hmm. platform that they, that works for them. 
Uh, Matt and I talk about this a lot, and I think it's just important that, that we do that. I love the new code series uh, integrated application that uh, Matt uh, and Portable Church Industries has put together with Living as One. By the way, Living as One is a phenomenal platform to consider. Um, you know, plug it in and it, it automatically, it'll stream to all of your platforms uh, and it's a monitor stream. There's just so much advantage, so much benefit to uh, to having a, a streaming platform that works for the church. And so I'd say it's really important to be looking toward that if you don't have um, a streaming platform that you that you like and that you have confidence in. It's, it's a critical thing. And I think that's a very important step really for any size church. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we think through these, these, uh, solutions and as we think through the technology needed to, uh, to make all this happen, as Matt mentioned earlier, that this is something that can, can continue forward and be something that churches build upon in the future. So Matt, as, as churches think through how this can become a permanent part of, of what they do, what are some, uh, what are some ways that they can do that? And, and how would you kind of summarize, uh, the best, um, the best practices as far as building out their operation for live streaming, uh, again, moving into the future, even post uh, COVID-19? Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, I, you know, we don't want to look at this as just something that uh, we can give somebody to look at on a screen uh, on a weekly basis. This is, this is a part of your church family. You know, this is an extension of your church building, you know, right, right now, uh, churches aren't able to physically meet in their building. And that's what this screen that, you know, people look at week in, week out right now, that's what it is. That is your church building. You know, so the resources uh, that, that you would give towards your building, uh, in, in my mind, uh, this, this streaming technology and this front door that you're giving people right now should, uh, you know, have the same uh, resources that, that you would typically use for your, your building right now. You know, and I see it as an extension too for your actual, you know, volunteer teams for your staff. You know, I mean, there there could be, um, you know, a whole whole different um, team just for your online um, uh, congregation, and that's that's really what it is. It's not it's not an audience. It's not viewers. It's a congregation online, and you know, whether they're physically gathering together, whether they're virtually gathering. Uh, they're all one congregation of one people. Absolutely. Well, the, the church continues despite uh, coronavirus and uh, the gospel continues as well. And so um, you're absolutely right that this is uh, an extension uh, of who the church is and it's not uh, it's not a departure by any means and it's not uh, something that's going to keep uh, the church from growing and, and, and continuing its mission moving forward. And so Matt and Don, thank you guys so much for uh, joining me today. For more, for more information on Portable Church Industries, make sure to go to portablechurch.com. And for more, in, uh, for more information on what Don is doing, you can find him at thenewgroundgroup.com. That's thenewgroundgroup.com. Matt and Don, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. It was great being here. Thanks everyone so much for joining us for this episode. For more information, including church audio tips and tricks, answers to common audio challenges, and even product giveaways, sign up for the Bose Worship Registry at pro.bose.com slash Church. That's pro.bose.com forward slash Church. Bose